The ministers we hire today go by many different names. We've got pulpit ministers, youth ministers, associate ministers, and involvement ministers. But is it time that we started hiring internet ministers in our churches? We'll talk about that when we come back. everyone, welcome back to the Technically Speaking Podcast, the show where ministry meets technology. I'm your host, Jack Dodgen, and uh, wanted to talk about a little bit of an interesting subject today, uh, why churches need to invest in online ministry. Uh, it's interesting, uh, it, it's more so sad than interesting, I guess. It's interesting that I'm talking about it at all, uh, because it really should be something that's already being done, uh, and, and it is in some places... Uh, at the very least, it's supported, uh, but I think there needs to be more representation and support uh, these days because we are quickly falling behind uh, in the whole technology in church thing. Uh, before I before I get to that, I, I want to talk about uh, a few years ago. I think it might have been six or seven years now at this point, where uh, a fellow blogger. Uh, and preacher was was writing. He he does a lot more written work than I do, uh, and a lot more than I was doing then at the time as well. But he wrote uh, that at some point in the future, uh, he believes that churches need to uh, the the churches would need to start considering things like writing books or or blogs or deals like that as a form of ministry and support those things, uh, support guys as writers and really nothing else, you know, just let them uh, be paid to constantly be writing and putting out great content for the church. Uh, and so he put that article out there, and there was some good response to it. Uh, some people disagreed, some agreed, that kind of a thing. But I commented underneath and said to him, I think that in the future, we'll get to a point where we need to support ministers whose work is uh, basically entirely online. Uh, and he thought that was kind of an intriguing place to go. And uh, from that point till now, I don't think anything has changed. Uh, in fact, uh, I would say that it's not just something that churches ought to do, uh, but it's something that churches need to start doing. Uh, if not, maybe having ministers who are entirely devoted to online stuff, uh, but having that be part of the job description of a minister that's hired. Uh, that's not to say that you don't have ministers who are there to preach and things like that, uh, but that you want to have somebody on staff who understands uh, the internet, how the online uh, kind of marketplace works, how social media works, how videos work, and, and things like that. Uh, I'm fortunate enough uh, that several years removed, I, I can't remember it's five to seven years uh, when, when this comment was made, uh, but that many years removed from making that comment, uh, part of my job description where I am is education and social media. Uh, and I'm actually supported, and it's in my job description, things like this podcast, the stuff that I do through Strong Church, the stuff that I do with uh, Overcome Online, uh, and any of the other things that I put out online, any any future thoughts and, and uh, 
projects that I want to do out there, those are actually in my job description. I'm I'm asked to work on video here. I'm asked to work on the audio here. I'm asked to work on uh, the church's Facebook page, the website, and all of those things, and use that as a resource. And it's part of my job description uh, that I'm I'm actually hired to be to some degree an online minister. That's not my only responsibility, uh, but it is a major part of what I do. I think that'll become more and more common. There are other places that do that, uh, but I, I even think, and, I, and I'm not sure of any places that do this, I think at some point we'll start to see uh, in sometime within the next, oh, I don't know, five years, we'll see somebody who's hired and their job is entirely centered around technology, uh, that they are they are asked to uh, get content posted for YouTube or personal church website or all of those things, and that is their job as a minister. They are an online minister strictly. Uh, maybe that doesn't happen, uh, but if it does happen, you heard it here uh, first. And I think that's going to be a big deal. And there are three things I want to talk about today about why churches need to invest in online ministry, why it's becoming uh, more and more of a need and necessity for churches to do these things. Uh, and I think these three uh, points here, while they're not all encompassing, I think they're pretty solid uh, in improving the point uh, that I want to talk about today. And then we'll open it up at the end uh, to to hear back from you uh, in your comments and such uh, following. Here's the first reason. The internet is not going anywhere. Churches need to invest in online ministry because it isn't going anywhere. Uh, in fact, this is so far past, you know, passing fad that uh, it's not even funny. It is an established part of our culture. It is uh, when when somebody comes over, they ask, what's your Wi-Fi password? Uh, you go to various restaurants and you see Wi-Fi provided, internet provided, free internet here. And people go work at Starbucks, they go work at McDonald's, they go sit in these places because our world has become so not just technology-centric, but internet-centric. Uh, as technology advances, I mean, if you go look back at uh, some of you who had iPods, you don't have those anymore. You've got your phone that is now also your iPod and also everything else. Before. It's not two separate devices, it's one. Uh, and as technology advances, it's advancing around internet. It's advancing around the technology we have uh, to be online and to interact with each other in those ways. Uh, for the longest time, uh, I was waiting for what the next Facebook would be, right? Because it was MySpace first. That was one of the early ones. Uh, and there were some others, but MySpace was one of the prominent ones. And then Facebook kind of took it down, and then I was just waiting to see what the next evolution of that would be. Uh, but Mark Zuckerberg's been really on top of advancing Facebook as a platform to, to stay alive uh, and all of those things. And so I, I don't, I, I imagine social media will go away someday or at least take different forms, but right now it's going strong and there are uh, a billion users, I believe is what the number was uh, this past year. They hit that number. Uh, a billion users there on Facebook, which is quite a lot of people. Uh, it is a, an established part of our culture. It's what we do. It's what we pay attention to. It's what businesses are pointing towards to sell more stuff. Uh, it is 
there where a lot of advertising money is being spent. We're seeing more and more uh, kind of a drift away from traditional television commercials and things like that because people are using online services where they don't watch those commercials anymore. And so you're buying advertising space on YouTube. In fact, YouTube is dealing with a major issue right now with their advertising uh, and what video those advertisements appear or yeah, what videos those advertisements appear on. Uh, but that's where people are interested in putting their money, putting their ads, putting their stuff places online where people will see them because it is such a huge part a centric part of what our culture is based on. Uh, everything is internet these days. And we have to invest in these things. We need to invest in online ministry because if we don't, we're going to fall further and further behind in all of this. Okay, when, when people go to the internet, they don't think about church or religion. And I'm not saying that their first thought should be those things, but it needs to be something they consider. It needs to be something that they know exists there. It needs to be some, uh, the internet needs to be a place where people in our congregations can go, you know, I can get online and I can find out more information. I can learn more about today's lesson. I can hear this sermon again. I can share it with other people uh, and be evangelistic in that way. But that's, those two things aren't really connected in a lot of places. Sure, we might post some sermons online and, and things like that, but we're not really utilizing it to its fullest potential because we're not investing in it the way that we ought to. And, and we need to because, one, it's not going anywhere. Two, uh, the ceiling for what the Internet is capable of doing is very high. Uh, the Internet is a great low-risk, high-reward type of proposition. You can go right now and start a blog. It's going to cost you $0. It's going to cost you nothing. It's going to take some time. You're going to have to invest some time into it. You're going to have to put in the work of writing. But even then, if you're already writing a bulletin for your congregation, you put the bulletin onto your blog, you haven't wasted any more time. Uh, you've taken the time you've used and just put it in another medium. So the only time you're spending is that one or two minutes to copy, paste, and share uh, with other people. And so even there, very low risk of money and time. You're not putting too many resources into it. And you have the potential of high reward. Hundreds of people who read it. Uh, realistically, thousands of people who get to those things. But you also have the potential of millions of people. Uh, things go viral. And there have been articles written about how do I make my stuff go viral? And they're all garbage articles uh, because nobody knows. If everybody knew how to make something go viral, then you'd see uh, businesses uh, doing it all the time, but you don't really know. There are things that are latched onto that happen. But the point is, realistically, you as an individual person have the ability to reach hundreds, potentially thousands of people, uh, which thousands of people at first sounds in incredible uh, and, and kind of a high number. I never imagined that I would ever be able to reach a thousand people with an article, uh, but I've done so on several occasions. That's not me bragging. In fact, I wish I could reach more uh, and hopefully I will be able to one of these days. It was just a matter of putting it out there. And a few shares later, more and more and more people hooked onto it. Uh, and it just happened to be a subject that people cared about, you know, and, and that's that's kind of how that works. As a minister speaking to a congregation, I've never spoken 
to a thousand plus people at one time. I've never done that before. But I've written an article, several articles that have gone to thousands of people. That's amazing. And, and that was, all, all it took me was uh, an hour or so to write this article, to go and share those things, and here we are, low risk, high reward. The ceiling for internet ministry is, is high, and when you consider what the church has done to try to reach people in the past, uh, there's a lot less investment. In the, the bus ministry stuff, you had to buy buses. You had to have people driving those things. It's a time investment. you got to get up early to go pick up people for church or for VBS or whatever it is. Uh, and you keep going. VBS is another one of those things. How much money do you spend on VBS every year? Uh, and, and what does it produce? What is it capable of? I'm not saying dump that for Internet. I'm saying you have at your disposal something that's not going to take a lot of resources that has the potential to reach more people than you can preach to over the course of several months. And so why aren't we investing more into it? Uh, imagine what happens when you start putting money into it, when you go from your free little blog site to a fully-fledged uh, few hundred dollar website that you purchased that you had highly designed and customized. What happens then? Okay, the, the ceiling gets higher. Your potential to reach more becomes higher. And realistically, the number of people you can reach just grows more and more and more. The Internet is not going anywhere. Now, the ceiling is high. It's a low-risk high reward uh, proposition. And here's the third thing. The internet is extremely flexible in the type of ministry uh, that you can do there. Okay, you can tailor what you do online for your congregation. If you want your website to be something that, you know, Sunday uh, we are doing, we're, we're talking about the minor prophets in class. Okay, and we're going to do that for maybe you go two quarters. So for six months, we're going to talk about the minor prophets. You still aren't going to be able to cover all the stuff that you want to cover. And so let's say you tell your congregation, if you go to the website tomorrow uh, afternoon at about noon or you go to the Facebook page about noon, it'll be posted there. There's going to be this thing that I wasn't able to talk about in class today that I will have written up there for you to continue the study. And now you have for your congregation, they're being fed Bible on Sunday, and then Monday, they're being fed some more. It's being built on. So all of a sudden, you're doing teaching outside of your building. They come back on Wednesday, you have something again like that. Uh, whatever you're teaching Wednesday, there are some things that end up on the cutting room floor. It happens to every teacher. It happens all the time. Uh, when you're teaching or you're preaching, there's stuff that you couldn't get to or a question that was brought up in class that you couldn't answer because of time. Write about that. Talk about it. Just get a mic and start talking about these things. Pull out your phone and start videoing yourself. Talk about these things uh, and upload those things. And you have a way to connect with your congregation all week long and to help them grow all week long and to keep the Bible in their mind for an entire week. But it doesn't just have to be your congregation. If you want, you can make your website or the things that you're doing more of a community effort. Uh, you can do your best to, you know, Facebook has uh, advertising, and we'll talk about that one of these days. Uh, but you can tailor, uh, you can put in some money and tailor the advertising to hit people that live in your area. Uh, you can write about things that affect your area. You can talk about news events that are happening in your town and connect that with 
some encouraging thing from Scripture. And you can tie all those things together. Uh, there are Facebook pages for every town, uh, I'm pretty sure. The, these things just pop up. The town I live in, very small. We've even got a Facebook page uh, that I think has more people who like it than there are actually people who live in the town. Uh, but even we've got this little page where all these people are in the town and they post about their gripes about various things or stuff that they have for sale. You can post in there stuff pertaining to the community, events, issues that are going on and what the church, what, what your congregation is doing uh, to address those things. You can make your internet ministry focused on your community. And then you can also go the worldwide route. I want to write things and be able to reach things that are more of a mission effort all across the world. Anybody that has internet can find um, find this website we're doing, and we can tailor some things that we're doing in our ministry to reach them and to help them get the gospel in their hands. Maybe you start some kind of thing where you deliver Bibles or tracts or other things to people overseas, and all of a sudden... Your internet ministry is now a mission work, reaching people across the world. It's a very flexible tool. Uh, aside from the fact that everybody's on it, right? It's not going anywhere. It's, it's, a, cent it's a central part of what we do uh, in our life each and every day. Uh, aside from the low-risk, high-reward proposition that it is, it's extremely flexible. Uh, you can do just about anything you want to. Uh, and, and we'll talk about why churches don't invest, I think, probably on the next episode. Uh, but these are, I think, three huge reasons why churches need to be investing. And, and the flexibility of it is the biggest to me. That you can go in so many directions with this. Bus ministries of the past, that was just for the people that were nearby. Uh, the bulletin articles you write, that is just for your congregation. And they're all important. Those are important things. VBS is just for your community. Those are all good things. They all have potential to do uh, really good things. But the internet has the capability of doing that and more, or that and more specific to a group if you want it to be. It can be whatever you want it to be uh, and affect any group that you're trying to get to. It's an extremely flexible tool that doesn't require a lot of resources, but only gets better if you do pump resources into it. And it's a good investment because it's not going anywhere anytime soon. These are the three big reasons that churches need to invest in online ministry. We'll talk about next time why churches don't, uh, what some of the hindrances are for churches to latch on to internet ministry. Uh, some that I, I think are reasonable maybe objections, but uh, or, or at least they sound reasonable, but I, I think ultimately they're a little misguided uh, in how they are. But we'll talk about those things. What we're going to do now is I would like to hear from you. Uh, we're going to leave this to you. What are some things, uh, some additional things here about why churches need to invest in online ministry? I'd love to hear what you have to say about that. Or maybe you're on the other side uh, and you think churches don't need to invest and here's why. I'd love to hear that too. Uh, it'd be great uh, to have those for the next show as well. Uh, in fact, if I get those comments, I'll make sure that I write them down and talk about those uh, in the next episode. Uh, you can write those things in the comments below, either here on SoundCloud where this is found or on Facebook uh, where this will be posted at the Strong Church Facebook page. 
you can also email me, jdaviddodgen at gmail.com, uh, and I'll talk to you there, respond to you uh, with all this stuff. Be sure to uh, check out Strong Church, our Facebook page. We are uh, working on uh, undergoing some changes website-wise, and I, I think we've got some great things to look forward to in the future. Uh, but for now, you're going to find a lot of our uh, interaction there on the Facebook page. This has been the Technically Speaking podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Keep creating, and I'll see you next time.